This is the Robotics Roundtable podcast from News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM, highlighting area robotics teams, leaders, and students, presented by Berrien Springs Public Schools. Together, inspiring students to think, learn, achieve, and care in a global community by Eagle Technologies. Become a part of their next generation of success. Apply for our apprenticeship program at eagletechnologies.com and Lakeshore Public Schools. Supporting and offering STEM education, science, technology, education, and math. Grounded in tradition, committed to excellence. Here's your host, Tim Dunai. Hello and welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I am Tim Dunai. I'm happy to be one of your co-hosts today. Joining me in his virtual co-host seat is Brian Sorensen. Brian, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, Tim. I'm looking forward to tonight to get to get some more knowledge under my belt for the, the season. Because, uh, yeah, as you all know, I am a rookie at this. So uh, Tim has been keeping me well-versed as much as I can be at uh, robotics. And hopefully next year I'll uh, have a little bit more under my belt as well. Well, we're at the final show of the season, so you are no longer a rookie. I dubbed thee a sophomore. How's that? So... Um, and, and I'm sure that you could have a conversation with somebody and share with them quite a bit of information based upon what you've learned. We've had a great opportunity to meet a lot of teams. As you know, Brian, we meet here weekly during first robotics competition season to discuss high school robotics with area teams from Southwest Michigan. Uh, in addition to hearing us on the radio, you can also see video of our discussion on WSJM's Facebook page and locate past robotics roundtable podcast on WSJM.com. Today, we are joined by Two Paw Robotics. They are from Paw Paw, Michigan. In the world of first robotics, every team has an assigned team number, and this is Team 5462. How are you guys doing today? Hello. Louder. We can hear you, you guys. Uh, <laughs> as we're going to share with everybody, we're going to let you guys share. You've had, uh, you've had an exciting season. We're going to kind of do a recap of the season, but I, I would say that uh, – um, the season probably finished off a lot more grand than you would have thought back when we started the whole season. Um, let's go ahead and meet um, the students and uh, and mentor, and we'll start. Uh, we did a little bit of a discussion earlier, so let's start in the same order. If you would tell me your name, um, what grade you're in, and how long you've been involved with uh, with robotics. Hi, I'm uh, Natalie Atwater. I'm a sophomore, and I first joined our school's robotics team in seventh grade. Seventh Hi. grade. Hi, Go I'm ahead. Abby Goodwin, and I am a sophomore in high school, and this is my first year on the robotics team. Your first year. Okay. Hi, my name is Derek Keen. I'm a senior on the team, and this is my fourth year in robotics. Fourth year? Okay. Hi, my name is Emily Galecki. I'm a senior as well, and I joined robotics in seventh grade. Seventh grade. And last but not least? Uh, my name is Ben Tomlinson. I am a lead mentor here at Tupaw R, and this is my third year, but as you all know, uh, I'm not sure we really count the COVID year, so I, I still consider myself a rookie. I don't know. I think we count the COVID years like multiple years in one year, kind of. It seemed like it aged everybody that was involved. Um, you you so you really kind of jumped in at a at a time that you know even when you were starting to gain any kind of traction, Ben, it just kind of maybe sputtered a little bit. So, just from a standpoint of your the season's now complete. Um, 
and we'll get into the details of how Tupac R did throughout the season, but just from a, a, a standpoint of accomplishing the season and getting the students back to um, what we knew as robotics, would you would you call this a successful season just in that and how we were able to do competitions? Absolutely. I think the the success really came in uh, finally getting to be able to bring all the kids together and show them what uh, good teams do and why it's important to function as a team. Uh, we had a lot of obstacles this year on and outside of uh, school um, and outside of robotics. And, you know, it really, none of this would have happened uh, had we not come together and, uh, and, you know, worked through all of those. So, uh, it really is harder when you're not together and just being able to, to be one uh, in the same room and, you know, get your hands dirty. Uh, that was, a, excuse me, a success in itself. Uh, but then our, all of our dreams coming true this year uh, was, was even, uh, was an even bigger highlight. Um, I, I would agree. So, so let's talk a little bit about some of the successes. First, I want to just let's touch base real quickly on the roles that the team have. So we're going to go opposite direction. Emily, what is your role on the team? What are the things that you do? So I am a co-captain along with Derek. I'm also a safety captain, and I'm kind of the marketing spirit animal lead, if you will. The, the marketing, was it the marketing spirit again, did you say? Yeah, I'm like the spirit animal of marketing. Like okay. I'm still lingering, but not quite gone. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, Derek, what are your roles on the team? So I'm the other co-captain, and previously I was everything built, and this last year I self-taught myself Java and am one of the larger heads of coding. Excellent. Um, as as somebody whose background is more in the controls world than in the build world, welcome to the good side of the force. <laughs> um, um, do you have what? Did you have somebody? You said you were self taught. Did you have anyone else that was um, that you could kind of go to and go? Am I on the right path? Was there a mentor, or somebody that was helping along with that? Mr. Tomlinson teaches um, programming here at the school at a more of a beginner level, so I was able to. Okay. Come for some help. Um, we had another team member that had some Java knowledge, but we delved into a new, um, the command-based program, which was a completely new format for our team. And I pioneered it and taught my younger brother along with me. Very good. So I, I heard younger brother. Did I hear a recruit, somebody who's younger and sticking around? Is that correct then? Yes, he's a sophomore. Uh, he has been on robotics for, I'll say, three years. He was kind okay. of a tag along for the first year at our previous team, but he's had two years of experience. Gotcha. So that so Mr. Tomlinson can breathe a little easier now because he knows he's got someone that's there. I could see it in your facial expression oh, there, sure. man. <laughs> yeah, and just so just so everyone knows, uh, we we really encourage our our kids to go out and learn on their own. I had no idea that they were going to go out and learn Java from top to bottom uh, and how to get this robot on the field working. You know, we got two uh, two ball autonomous that you know we we've, we've never in this in this crew, we've never had an autonomous. We just moved off the line. Um, but now we're shooting consistently and scoring uh, in those first 15 seconds. It was, it was a really good year for uh, coding and we're even, we're looking to grow even further next year. 
Great, great. I'm going to keep moving along. Abby, what, what is, what's your role on the team? I'm a member of our build team and also part of pit crew. So I do a lot of the repairs in between our matches. And I imagine there's the further the season went along, there's more and more repairs, right? Yeah, that's for sure. But our process also got a lot more streamlined in between matches. So it was a lot easier to know everybody's job and everybody's role when the robot came back, back to the pit. Great. I love that. The fact that, you know, we want to build the robot, design it, build it and make sure it runs. But knowing that we've built it such that we can quickly recover um, and not stress out, I would imagine that, that, you know, you start to feel a little bit better about that. That's that's uh, having that procedures or those procedures, in, in, you know, in the background definitely helps, I think, over the overall mood of the team. Um, and then, Natalie, finishing with you, what what roles do you have in the team? Um, I am the uh, business team lead, but I also help with marketing, safety, and my freshman year, I did a lot of programming. Okay, wow. That's dabbling in just about everything there. Um, that's very impressive. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear, you know, Brian, we've, we talked to a couple of teams, and the safety award is not an award that's given out, but I'm still glad to see that teams put an emphasis on safety, um, you know, we've, I think probably the last three or four teams we've talked to have all had an emphasis on safety. So I'm glad to see that that continues to live. Um, th- <laughs> that's, <pointing>. that's Emily, <laughs> so Emily, Emily with the safety dance in the background. <laughs> yeah. Emily's our, uh, kind of our, well, she's our safety captain, but, uh, she won all of our safety all-star awards, um, during our competition. So she had a hat trick. She got all three, um, before Excellent. we went to worlds. Congratulations. So that's one at state then in the three that you mentioned though. Congratulations, Emily. That's, that's outstanding. Hopefully that is, that's legacy stuff that people just as important as the programming is what you're doing with in, you know, emphasizing safety for the team continuing on. Um, Brian, I'm, I'm excited to share with you some of what I know Tupac R got to, got to experience this year, but we're going to have to wait for a commercial break to do that. Right. Yeah, we'll continue our discussion as we learn more about Two Paw Robotics Team 5462 out of Paw This is News Talk Sports on 94.9 WSJM. Robotics Roundtable on WSJM is made possible by Marion Springs Public Schools, Eagle Technologies, and Lakeshore Public Schools. Okay. Okay, very good. So we'll let you you guys talk about that. And and I don't want to point anybody and go, you talk only about this. If I just say between all four of you, can you talk about the different awards um, and hand them off however it is that you want to do? And we'll start with saying, hey, we, you know, we kicked this thing off in January. And I'd like to kind of get, you know, one of you to state, what did the team actually set for goals to say, this is what we think. Did you set goals? Yeah. And. And did you, you know, and if you could share with us what those were. And we're going to try to make this in about nine minutes or so that first segment was just under like it was nine fifty four. So if every one of these is about 10 minutes, we're good. Okay. Um, and then we'll just follow along or with where we go on the conversation and Brian, whenever you're ready. Welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen, my co-host Tim Deny. Tim, we were continuing our discussion with Team 5462 out of Pawpaw, the two-paw robotics. 
And they, we were we met all the players. Now we're going to talk about some of the things that they got to do this season. Yeah, so let's start with this season. We started, um, although today, a day at the end of April feels just as cold as the beginning of January. Right. Um, we we had our kickoff the second weekend in January. So I'm curious, Tupa R, did you? What were the goals that the team had heading into the season? And um, whoever wants to take that one. So for this season, one of the goals we wanted to set was one part of the robot that works really, really well, and then have everything else shape around that. So we said we wanted to do the climbing system really well, and this was our first year using pneumatics. So it was a learning experience, and we wanted to teach everybody all the pieces of the robot that can fit together. And everything fell into that as we went through the season and designed. So Derek, was that a, before you even saw the game, you said climb was going to be the thing, or did you say just one particular thing is going to be it, and then after you saw the game, you went, that's the piece we want to focus on? Um, That's roughly how it went. It was more after the game was revealed, we decided this looks like it's going to be one of the biggest parts of the game. We want to capitalize on that. Okay. And then would you um, just... Natalie, would you say that then the team, did it break into separate sub-teams to go, how are we going to tackle that? Did you guys, how did you brainstorm through, that was our one piece that we really wanted to focus on? Um, I know they split into different groups of ideas put forward, and we have a whiteboard where we will normally draw uh, diagrams and some of the dimensions for what we were going for. And they really kind of just branched off of ideas that they were getting from each member of the team individually. Okay. Um, and then Abby, do you know, was there a, um, aside from just, this is what we want the machine to do. Did, it, did the team have goals of, we want to be in the top 20. We want to make alliance selection. Was there anything like that that you guys did from a machine performance goals? Well, I mean, of course, everybody wants to be in the top 10 for sure. But I think our goal was more to have a beneficial robot to an alliance, someone that can like effectively help out in the game and effectively get points and work as a robot. Okay. And would you say that that's a you could check the box on that goal for the season? Yes, definitely. We I think we had a very good robot that was reliable and very consistent in a lot of aspects of the game, which made it very fun to watch. <laughs> For sure, and fun to fix. So, Emily, there's and fun to fix. <laughs> no one ever says it was really fun to fix, but I'm glad that you enjoyed that. That is such a key part again. Um, Emily, so I'm going to take it a little bit different. I'm going to take we've accomplished a goal, but part of them, what you need to do is either share your information the team does with judges to accomplish awards, and then also you have to share the capabilities of the of your machine with other teams to be selected in alliances. So do you think that you guys had success and maybe talk a little bit about how you communicated with other teams and how you communicated the success of your machine with the judges? So we actually have a really awesome strategist on our team that's the drive coach. And he did an amazing job communicating with the other teams what our bot was really good at, what we were capable of doing. Um, 
I know also our build team did a really amazing job with talking to the judges about our robot. And some of that was because they had to take it apart like two, three times, like totally and completely apart. Um, so like they literally knew the inner workings of that bot to a T. Um, I also know that like marketing has been really working on communication for our awards. So I know that's contributed to some of our success. Okay. And then, so the culmination there is we know we had a good robot that performed well. How did you guys do as far as any awards that you won this year? Um, for the awards that we won, we initially planned to go for an imagery award because we wanted to launch our new logo and make sure everyone saw Tupa R as we were now. And so we wait, so Nanda, let me ask. So, so we, we didn't introduce the sixth member of the group there. Is that our, our, is this our logo essentially? Yeah, this is the logo right here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the logo's there. This is okay. actually our mascot. We carried him around pretty much everywhere. Um, okay. He went to a lot of marketing meetings, and a lot of the members <laughs> hugged him for the complete duration of that meeting. Uh, as well as t-shirt signed by Dean Kamen. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Very good. Did anyone get pictures of that happening? Yes. Okay, um, good. We also took him into the stands, and we held him there. And a couple members actually took him when we went to talk to other teams. And we got a lot of new friends who just wanted to pet the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. You want to see, you want to pet the dog? You got to come, you got to select us on Alliance. So, so I, I kind of interrupted there, but was there a, um, what was the move for creating a new, a new logo, the identity? I mean, where did that come from? Well, we've always been a little indecisive with what our logo looked like and a little inconsistent with how we presented it. So last year, I know Emily really strove for we need one logo that goes on everything that will stay the same. And we have to be really thankful to our parents who got contacts for people who could design a new logo and come up with how it would be distributed into shirts. Okay. Uh Abby, did was there discussion amongst the team? I mean, how tough was it to come up with a common logo? Aside from Emily saying, we shall have a single <laughs> logo. <laughs> well, it was, we had a design, like a rough sketch from a team member from previous years that a lot of us, we wanted to elaborate on a little bit more. And we took a lot of votes as a team, basically on what we wanted to do, like whether this was the best choice for our logo or whether we wanted to go back to the drawing board with it. But in the end, this is what we all kind of voted on and thought was the best way to present our team. Okay. And so the awards that kind of came out of that would have been, what awards did you win tied to, to, to that? So ironically, I don't think it's directly linked to the logo, but I think some of it has to do with the judges award. Because the point of getting the new logo initially when I like initiated the conversation was the face of Tupac R is changing. We are not this. We are that. So how can we change this? How can we make this communicated to all of the other teams that like we've changed? And I guess this kind of like symbiotically shows that we have and like we've moved on, we've found better ways to do things. And we won the judges award because we've shown like our team has grown so much. We've overhauled leadership. We've figured out how we all need to be working like together as a partnership. And we've also created better communication between all of the teams. 
So I feel like even though the logo didn't win us, say, like an imagery award, it has ties to our judges award. Would you would you agree that the logo and the work upon the logo was really the vehicle that got you guys to pretty much implement everything you've been talking about communication wise? I, I just I, I think back, Ben, a year ago we had a conversation and I think this was if I recall, this was something that the team was really striving to continue to work on, building upon what you guys did in a tough year where where you couldn't be in a room to communicate as much. Am I recalling correctly? That was a thing. That was a focus. Yeah, absolutely. And and uh, as Emily, I think the judges award is one thing. One thing we're really proud of, but it's because it's it, we're so student focused and we let students make those tough decisions. You know, some some may say like they're adult decisions. Like these are really uh, sometimes very difficult uh, to make. We just had to you know leave Houston a little bit early because we had some travel troubles, and it was the kids who made those decisions. Um, like, yes, this is what's best for the team. This is what's best for the kids. But all along, um, you know, we, we've, talked to, we've talked to our students about community, about leadership, about learning, being the focus. And really this, this mascot to us is like, you know, uh, our, our school is the Red Wolves. And like, we are the Red Wolves. But underneath, you know, all of that fur <laughs> is, is uh, this, this potential to be, uh, in STEM. And I think uh, it speaks to a lot of us, like it connects us to STEM, um, but we're hoping that it connects more kids to STEM as well, because it really is a great opportunity um, for all kids to get involved in some sort of technology. Definitely. So congratulations on an imagery award, a team spirit award, and a judges award. Uh, awards at each event. Award at a single event is pretty impressive. Awards at three events, and one of those being a state award, um, state judges award is actually really impressive. So Brian, I know that you are going, okay, I've heard Houston a couple times and there's no Houston, Michigan that I'm aware of. <laughs> so when we come back from a break, we're going to find out how Houston, Michigan came into play for Tupaa R. How about that? Right. We'll t- continue our discussion about this mysterious Houston on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Robotics Roundtable on WSJM is made possible by Berrien Springs Public Schools, Eagle Technologies, and Lakeshore Public Schools. And we're back with Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with my co-host Tim Deny. Tim, before we went to commercial, we were talking with Team 5462, Tupac Robotics, uh, about this place. It's not in Michigan, as you suggested. It is not in Michigan. <laughs> But uh, it's someplace really, really big in the world of robotics. At least this season it was. Um, So we're going to let the team kind of tell us how they got to Houston, Houston, Texas, uh, home of the first championships. Uh, There were 455 first robotics teams there from around the world. Um, You had to start with a stepping stone. So where was your first competition this year? Sure. Our first competition this year was at Gold Lake, Michigan, which was, it's kind of a nearby spot. It's about an hour away from our hometown. And it's a, on a smaller side competition scale, definitely nothing compared to like Saginaw or Houston, which states the world, of course. But it was eye-opening for me since it was my first competition, for sure. 
That's right. I forgot about that. So as a, as, and that's something we kind of lost with this last year where we were in virtual space. So, so did people tell you what it was going to be like? And in the back of your mind, were you thinking, Abby, that eh, maybe it's not going to be all that? Yeah, well, I definitely heard a lot about it, but you don't really know what to expect until you see the peop- the row of people doing Cotton Eye Joe down in the dancing <laughs> field down there. It's definitely, right. you can't describe it until you see it. Um, Natalie, had you been to an event before, an in-person event? I had never been to a high school event, but I had been to two middle school events, which world of a difference <laughs> the world of difference so um so emily and derek you had been to in-person events before so i'm i'm curious about this at gold lake opening ceremonies the very first half of that day maybe did you sense that it was the same level of energy that we had had before or did it seem like it was a little bit less energy than normal right at the beginning for me I think when like we first walked in, I didn't feel the same hype, if that makes sense. Like people were still excited, but some of the traditions of like how you hype up the game in first were kind of lost with the seniors that had graduated out. So like you could still mm-hmm. feel like the excitement, but it just wasn't shown in the ways that I had been used to. Yeah. And then fast forward, would you agree on that, Derek? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I was yeah. on a previous team that made it to Worlds, and I may or may not have started a 20-person mascot on the line at the state championships. <laughs> awesome. Um, the reason I'd ask that is because I kind of had a sense of that. I'm hyping it up, talking to judges, and go, you're never going to see more excitement. You walk out, and I, I would say, Ben, maybe you would agree here, is that I think students had to realize that it was okay to just not care about what people thought you were doing, which we're very used to in first overall, but there was a gap. Those seniors were gone, and now it was like, it's okay to get up and dance and act foolish, and nobody really cares, and somebody's just waiting for someone else to do it. Would you agree on that? Yeah, and so I'm a high school teacher, and I think that's true for most kids and most things. Um, I feel like we're retraining a lot of stuff. Um, I'm very thankful that our team had – uh, quite a few opportunities to not only get into a live uh, competition, but uh, kind of ease into it with a couple of them, then get to state and then uh, down to Houston to see, you know, what it's really all about. Because there's uh, there's a lot of great things we took from Worlds that we're going to do in just our uh, district events next year. Excellent. So so I'm going to just fast forward you through. You, you went to go like you did well. You went to your second event, which was where was that one at? Saline um, did well. I think you guys said, you know, placed around fifth or so. I mean, you were, you were up in Alliance then selection. You were captain at that point, right? Um, won an award. You find out that you get to go to state. And because this story is almost the same twice, we're going to put more of this the second time. You find out uh, that you get to go to state competition, and it was a little bit later when you found out, and then you go to state competition, you win a judge's award, you do well, and then you find out Houston could be in play. When did you guys find out? Because you leave state championship on Saturday. When did you find out that you had punched your ticket and had the ability to go to Houston? 
Emily. Me. I'm sorry. Emily <laughs> raised her hand so she gets yeah. to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was Saturday night. I think we had gotten the results back at like 9 p.m., 9.30. And I cried. Like, I physically cried when I saw our number up there. I have never cried that hard in public over something, <laughs> over a spreadsheet. It was entire, like, it was literally a spreadsheet on a projector. And there's just me, like, because I, I knew, like, there was a chance but I had prepared myself to like not go, if that makes sense. Like I didn't want to be bummed because we had had an awesome season. And then to see our number up there, like I freaked out. <laughs> so I want to, I want to stick with you, Emily. So I'm going to take all of that emotion. I mean, that's a, that's a low to a high. Tell me your thought when you got to Houston and you got to experience 455 FRC teams from around the world and pits that were not just the city next to you, but a country away from you. Tell me your first reactions there. I kind of lost my mind that first day. I was like, oh my gosh, there are like 10,000 people here that are all like me. And I can just walk up to them and just start talking. Like, I don't have to care because we are all so similar. And then I got to meet teams from like Israel and Mexico and Japan and Taiwan and, like, as I'm walking around, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, even though we're literally, like, half a country away, like, I still can talk to you about the exact same thing. I can just start talking to you about the buttons that you made this year or how I like your pit design or what did you do for safety. And there's no judgment, unlike in high school. They just want to talk to you. So, Abby everyone's telling you about, hey, you know, this first thing, and go back to that that event at Gull Lake. Now you get to World. What was what was the number one thing you'll take away or the thing that you did at World that you would have never thought in January that you would have the opportunity to get to do? Honestly, just the sense of community that I got from being there. Just like Emily was saying, all these people from all these different places, and it was all, we were all there together for the same purpose, we had the same goals and we all did it in different ways, you know, and it was interesting just how much you could see, how much different culture and how much different like thought processes that were on display. I think one of my favorite things about the whole pit setup was if you went upstairs in the venue, there were these big circle windows that looked out over the entire pits. And even though you sit in those pits like the whole day, you have like this tiny little box. It's like itty bitty and then you go up there and you see all these 50 like thousand it almost feels like boxes that everybody has and even though it's kind of like we're all separated and we all have our different things that kind of just shows how like the aspects of first that we're all together in it kind of um natalie how about you i mean some perspective and part of your perspective i want to hear your thoughts but then also at the end of it Tell me what you thought when you looked down the field and you saw six fields stacked one after another. Um, my first thought was, oh, my God, I need to take a picture of this and send it to my friend because <laughs> she never would have believed me. Really, um, there was just so much going on. And I thought that states having four fields going at once was a lot, you know, hearing, oh, they're over there talking. But you just hear rows and rows and rows of buzzers and you hear people cheering and 
it's a lot of excitement in one room that I don't think I've ever been exposed to in my entire <laughs> life. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that many people excited over one common thing ever. And it was, mm-hmm. it was really great. It was an amazing experience. So Derek is a co-captain. Um, you know, kind of give me some of your thoughts there too, because you're getting to see some people who had not experienced even a, a local competition now get to experience this and, and your takeaways out of the culmination of getting to be at worlds as a senior. Yeah. So I was on a previous team that had made it to worlds. Um, I joined after build season for that team, but I had the experience and I was really, really excited to bring, I wanted to bring every single person on this team to worlds to give them that same experience because it's, an amazing experience and I loved it so much and even from being in the Detroit world going to Houston there was a lot of everybody there was a new team that I'd never really seen before so it was almost a new experience for me as well but I was, can I ask can I ask this because you joined that other team a little bit later did this one and it, it, you're picking a favorite child did this one mean a little extra um, I would definitely say yes. This one is, oh. feels more uh, like my family. Cool. Not supposed to cry on radio, am I, Brian? But man, these kids no. are tearing me up. No. <laughs> you, this is this is what I absolutely love about First Robotics. Um, yeah, you have you have kids talking about community, um, family, and, and and wanting to continue to see how they can benefit the next group of kids. Um, it's, it's pretty powerful stuff. Um, we're going to take a step away. We'll come back because I want to get Ben's thoughts on world. And then we'll let the team do this whole little shout out thing that we let them do. But uh, we want to make sure we get some, some of Ben's thoughts, Brian. All right. We'll continue our discussion and wrap things up with two paw robotics team 5462 out of Paw. This is robotics round table on news talk sports, 94.9 WSJM. Robotics Roundtable on WSJM is made possible by Berrien Springs Public Schools, Eagle Technologies, and Lakeshore Public Schools. Welcome back to Robotics Roundtable on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. I'm Brian Sorensen with my co-host Tim Denai. Tim, we've reached the part of the show where they get to wrap up everything and then we get to hear the shout out. But we got one more piece we got to put in, be, in, in before that. And was, we got to hear... Uh, the students, you know, what their thoughts were about Worlds. But, Ben, I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective. One, your personal perspective of what you thought of Worlds, and then also getting to watch your students, their perspective. I, I think I'd love to hear both of those. Absolutely. Well, watching them work is what, what really brings uh, the joy for me. But, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier I feel like I'm still a rookie. Uh, this year I uh, – what – I. I attended four times as many events as I've ever attended before. I was, I had only been to <laughs> one uh, back in 2020 and then four this season. And so um, my experience has grown a lot. And I think it's really important that us as mentors, like let our kids know that we are always learning too. Um, our, our motto kind of here is, is just keep learning. Like we, uh, everyone here is learning from each other, uh, us from the kids, probably just as much as they're learning from, uh, from their mentors. So, uh, it is, it's been a really, really exciting season. Like you said earlier, we, we had no idea 
Um, I knew we had the capability because we have the the talent and the will, you know, to want to get to to states and worlds. But uh, we we just kept performing, and it really came down to, you know, a robot that was well built and well designed. Um, kids that put in the time to make sure that they understood everything. Um, but also it, it comes down to those awards too. I, I really appreciate FIRST Robotics having awards to go along with performance. It's not every sport has an opportunity for, for kids or for the participants to show additional skill um, that doesn't necessarily uh, show up on the field. I think it's important to these kids' future employers um, and I, I, I really, really just appreciate how FIRST has built uh, this, this sport. And so for us, that meant, I think, 25 points total because at state, it was like a three multiplier. So we got 15 points and at uh, our district, it was five points each. And so uh, that really is what, what changed the game for us and got us into Worlds, uh, along with our performance, obviously, was absolutely stellar. Um, but it's just an awesome experience all around to see as a teacher, to see kids not only gain the skills, but also the, the interpersonal traits to be able to deal with really tough situations. And man, did we face some, uh, we had, we had a lot of really tough situations this year, um, all the way down to, we had a mentor that had a heart attack and on his way to robotics, um, and is now, uh, temporarily disabled. He's still working on, uh, a lot of those fine motor skills, but, you know, you see him every day, you know, putting in the hard work and, you know, mm -hmm. he's a great model for us as well. We, we come here every day and we give it our all uh, to, to get better. So we've, we've been a part of some really tough situations this year and we've overcome every single one of them. Well, we'll keep him in our thoughts. Um, I'm curious, did you get a chance to talk with other mentors at Worlds? I mean, it's a great experience. Did you get the chance to do that? Yeah, yeah, there was uh, one from, uh, oh shoot, um, I can't remember the name, but it was uh, there from Ohio, and they pretty much were put in the same position. He had a week to figure out how to get to Houston. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and a few others, Team 2468, um, hi Donna, if you're out there listening. Um, uh -huh. He spent, hour, I mean, almost an hour talking with me about how to grow a program from a closet to uh, three teams, two of which made it to Worlds. Weren't they one of the chairman's finalist teams? Yes, sir. Yeah, very good. Um, all right, Brian. So that time where we, we really let the team just say, hey, there's a lot of people you got to thank along the way. So I'm going to start with you, Natalie. We're going to let you lead the shout outs. Who do you got? Um, first, uh, Honor Credit Union and then Lounsbury. And I'd also like to shout out to my dad who went to Houston like, just, hey, you want to go to Houston? No, but yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Abby, how about you? Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Jack's Building Supply and Bloomingdale Communications, both of which were very helpful sponsors that supported our team in numerous different ways. And I'd also like to thank my wonderful mother for doing a ton of food for our robotics team to keep those hungry children less hungry. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Derek, how about you, sir? I'd like to thank uh, Taylor's Forest and a lot of other our small community donors that make every single little bit helps our program and help us get to Texas and Houston. Okay. Anybody else? 
Um, I'd like to thank our entire community because without them, we literally would not have been able to bootstrap Houston. And without their support, we wouldn't have made it this far. And I'd also like to thank my entire marketing crew for hanging with me because all of them are freshmen or this is like their first competition. So they've just constantly had things thrown at them and they've been just ready for each and every challenge. Very good. Ben, how about you? Yeah, our honestly, our staff here at Pawpaw, uh, high school, middle school, elementaries, um, administration, everyone has been so supportive. We came back from Houston and these kids feel like rock stars. Um, it really is uh, a community effort to put uh, focus on a sport like this and focus on um, the skills uh, that are that are just so important um, to our future. I want to throw a couple of additional shout outs. We had some other area teams, uh, the Average Joe's Team 3620 that uh, also qualified for Worlds. They had a little bit more rest. They had a plan in place. Um, and Team 2959, I don't know if you got a chance to talk with CW Tech. They found out very late in the game also, too, and somehow or another found themselves with two days or three days' notice, they found themselves in Houston. And actually, I'll say that all three of the teams, the area teams, did well on the field and probably thought they would get selected into alliances. But, Brian, each of these fields of play had 75 teams playing on them, um, and there were a lot of good quality teams that did not get se selected into alliance selections because it's just that competitive. I mean, realistically, it's so to be there, to compete well, to be in discussions um, and show themselves well. Some people were disappointed because they didn't make alliance selections. But if you take a snapshot and go, so we're disappointed because we didn't make the alliance selection at Worlds. Uh, it was, it, it's been a pretty impressive season. So I wanted to make sure we get some shout outs to, uh, to those teams. Brian, we've done this all season. Do you have any shout-outs? Anybody? Because uh, we haven't gotten to give one yet. <laughs> uh, I, I've got to give the shout-out to all the teams we've interviewed because I kind of stepped into this. Um, the first time I was exposed to it was right before COVID. We were at uh, – I uh, met you, and we I went to the competition at St. Joe High School. That was the first experience. Right. And then COVID hit, and then um, when I got asked to be a part of it this year, I was right at there the whole three days, and – I have to tell you, I was a bit overwhelmed. So, you know, going to Houston and seeing all of that, I I would have been overwhelmed too. And kudos to you guys, because you said you had a week to get, I mean, you had a week to plan the entire trip to Houston. No, okay. no. Three, no, we had three, three days. Three days. Three days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even more kudos to you for that. Because I so don't basically, even know I could do that. Basically a week after finding out, they were back. <laughs> That's, I mean, it was, it was planet go, come back. Right. Um, just out of curiosity, did you guys get a chance to go three levels of competition, three floors at the George R. Brown Convention Center? Did you get to go check out FLL, FTC, Innovation Fair? Those, I mean, who got to do that? So I got to go to um, FLL for a moment. Um, I had a little bit of time off for my scouting duties, and I walked in there, and it was really cool. I wasn't able to get that far because I had to come back, but it was just really awesome to see all of the kids. And I also got to walk through the innovation fair for just a moment as well, and that was really awesome. Yeah, I, it's just um, so 
uh, Dean came and founder of, of first came and spoke at closing ceremonies and mentioned the fact that, you know, we had 35,000 people in attendance. That's participants, spectators, um, 35,000 people. So it was more than just the high school. And again, it was international. That was probably the piece that I was, I was hoping that would happen. Um, the international travel has obviously been kind of closed down and we had 10 countries represented in first robotics competition, the high school level, you had even more at some of the lower levels. Um, when I mean lower, I mean younger, definitely not lower competition or excitement. There's excitement at all of those. Um, I want to thank you guys for uh, taking time to join Brian and I. It's, uh, it was a great capper for the season, I think, to, to end with. Um, the Cinderella story, the team that did not expect to end up in Houston and did and had a great time with it. Uh, congratulations on all your success. Brian, I'm anxious to see the success that this team has next year as they take what they've done, they build upon it and roll it into next season. I'm anxious to find that for all of the teams that we've had the opportunity to interview. Um, we have interviewed three, now we have interviewed four teams that have all participated at world competition. And so, so we've set the bar pretty high for next year. I got a couple of comments for the end of the show, but Brian, did you want to add anything before I close? Uh, it, it, this has been uh, such an education every week. My level of, of education in this process has grown, you know, from not knowing anything about it to what I know today. I, I can't wait to, to, to go into this next year with what I've learned this year and, you know, broaden the horizons a little bit more at, at it. Now that I've been christened ben, a sophomore from Tim. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what was, what was, you said the team's goal, the team's motto is, is, is to continue learning. Yeah. We're, we're always learning. And not only that, but we're building systems to make sure that learning happens from year to year. And uh, I, we, I, we probably haven't talked about it, but we're, we have three seniors and one junior and our, team is about 18 of almost 20 kids and so most of them are freshmen sophomores so we've really started building those uh feedback loops into uh you know when you're doing something new you've got to have an underclassman with you uh so that they understand what's going on and they can go through the learning process too so Tupac R is doing it, and you are my underclassman, Brian. I'm making right. sure that you know what we're doing. So we'll all continue to learning. Um, again, thank you to you guys for joining us. Thanks to everyone else who's joined us throughout the season. Uh, we want to thank radio listeners, Facebook viewers, uh, for joining us throughout the entire season of Rom uh, Robotics Roundtable. Remember, you can still see videos of the face on Facebook, WSGM's Facebook page. Go to WSGM.com. Look up for Robotics Roundtable podcast. Uh, and then I want to thank you, Brian, for joining me. It's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed watching you learn and get excited and, and download the Blue Alliance app and start utilizing it. So that's, that's been a major thing for you. So I'm looking forward. Your most exciting part for me learning is I, I was like, yeah, I downloaded the app and I saw your eyes just, yes, he did. Yes. Another one hooked. Um, so with that, I'm going to say thank you to everybody. We look forward to another season, season eight of Robotics Roundtable. Until we see you again, have a great day. See you guys.